So let's get uh, started. If people could take their seats, please. We'll uh, begin the meeting of the Board of Estimates. Uh, I don't, well, first of all, we have public comment. Anyone registered? All right. Well, that's just Bill White. We don't have to worry about him. Uh, <laughs> um, let's take uh, items 1 through 10. These are all personnel items. Alder Brewer? Move adoption. Second. Adoption on items 1 through 10. Are there separations on any of those? Questions or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. 1 through 10 are adopted. Let's go to number 12. That's uh, Paul Kronberger, who is our new... Uh, uh, nominee for our IT director, and Paul is here if you'd like to join us. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good afternoon. If you'd just like to take a minute or so just to introduce yourself and give a quick background. Sure. Um, I'm. Uh, my name is Paul Kronberger, as you know. I've uh, been a resident of Madison for 20 years, a little over 20 years. Um, I'm very excited about this opportunity to be your IT director. My, my whole career has been in IT. I started with the city of Milwaukee in 79 and had 10 years with the city and about 12 years with the state and approximately oh, nine or so years in, in the private sector. So I have um, just uh, feel like I've covered the whole range of IT in my career and I feel very comfortable about this position, very comfortable in being able to uh, you know serve the city well and, and meet the needs of, of my position what's expected of it. Thank you. Any questions of Paul? No? Okay. Thanks so much. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Uh, motion on number 12, Alder Burr? To adopt. Uh, move to uh, confirmation. confirmation. Recommend confirmation. confirmation. Okay. Second. Questions or discussion on that? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? Thank you. Uh, 23? I, I pointed out to you years ago it was to adopt confirmation. Okay. Uh, move adoption. Of uh, item 23? Yes. Okay. Uh, we're going to be 23 up because Alder Schumacher has to get to the plan commission. So, uh, Alder, uh, number 23 is the purchase of the um, Cherokee Marsh Conservation Land. And uh, Bill White is here representing the landowner, Mr. Tiziani, and he is in support and available to answer questions. Does anyone have questions for Mr. White? No? Okay. Uh, Alder, anything? Um, just quickly, uh, as some of you know, this came out of the special area plan discussions for a number of years, which at one time was very contentious. And uh, I want to thank, first of all, the mayor's office, in particular, also Ray Harmon and Kevin Bursky, for, superintendent for parks, for working on this, the Cherokee Friends, who have been working on this, Jen Axelson and uh, Muriel Sims. So there have been a lot of people in the community that have tried to make this happen. This is uh, the fifth edition. There were about 47 or 48 lots that could have been developed, but it's very close to the marshland, uh, to the wetlands. Uh, it's an area that's been hardly contested in my district, and overall the consensus is that this is a very good purchase to protect it as conservancy. I understand that sometimes, you know, in the kind of economic climate we're in with finance and everything, there might be some concerns, but I don't think we would get another opportunity purchasing at the kind of price for buying it and also with the support of the state and makes it very reasonable and feasible, I think, for the city. Thank you. Do we have any questions? Uh, Alder Clear. I don't know if this is for <coughs> Alder Schumacher or Mr. Brisky, but can you talk a little bit about the, the state grant and what our likelihoods of success are? I know it's fun to handicap those, but I'm asking anyway. Uh, it's Don, was Don here too? 
Okay. Don, would you like to join us as well? Don Marks is here as well from real estate. <coughs> well, we are partnering with the um, uh, Heritage Land Trust, and that significantly uh, increases our chances. Uh, we do have uh, comparable uh, acquisitions where we have gone through the same process for the same type of property and partnering with the with the land trust uh, in partnering with them it gives us so much more leverage and and uh, gets garners us more points towards acquisition so I, I, I would I'm, I'm very confident in our uh, percentages if you will of mm -hmm. getting the DNR grant and I'm sorry if this was in here but what's the timeline for the for the state grant well um, whenever they decide. Yeah, one other reason for going with the trust is just that there's kind of the stewardship grant you can go two ways. You can go with like a not-for-profit or a trust is which they fast track that application. You can bring that application at any time. If you're a municipality, you can't submit your application. You can put it in now, but they don't review it till, till May. And so, and they got two pots of money and sometimes there's a little more money in the pots of money for the, for, for, for the trust. Um, applications and it is for the municipal applications mm -hmm. but at the even at the earliest if we fast track this year we probably would not be looking to get approval of the grant and closing till August okay. thank you other questions no? thank you uh, motion we had a motion to adopt correct? Correct. Right. Uh, discussion on that uh, Alder yeah, I just want to say I, I get the sense this is a done deal but I'm strongly against this, and I think we ought to really think about the ramifications of this. First of all, we're going to, the money the city's going to put out, we know, you know, the, the tight budget we're facing already, and the amount of money we're borrowing already in the capital budget. Then there's the, the fact of the, the property, t taking it off the property tax rolls, the opportunity costs all the lost property tax revenue of this land. Then someone might argue, well, the, the state is, you know, they're paying for a big chunk of it, we hope. So isn't that a great thing to take advantage of? This is the same state that's telling us that, that they can't fund the DA office as, as much as we know that they need to be, where we're going to be responsible for the crime rates in the city of Madison. What business do they have making a purchase like this? This is just so irresponsible. There's, we never say no to anything. And we're going to pay a price for this. So I, I urge you to, as much as you might not want to, to vote no on this. Okay. Any uh, further discussion? Um, if I could just mention a few things. I, um, this, th this wouldn't be additional borrowing. This is cash on hand in, the, in a fund, really, which is created for the, these kinds of purchases. Uh, as a general rule, I, you know, I agree that we ought to be in doing everything we can to increase our tax base. Um, I think in this case, because it is sensitive land right on the edge of our own conservation park. And since uh, we know that healthy wetlands are one of the things that really will help us uh, clean our lakes, uh, improve our lake water quality, that I think uh, a purchase of this kind in this crucial spot is particularly important. I, I think the, the long-term value of that does outweigh the uh, the value it might get if it were developed in producing tax revenues. Okay. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, no. no. Uh, the ayes have it. That's number 23. And uh, Alder Schumacher can go off to the plan commission, uh, which takes us back to number 11. Alder no Second. Um, number 11 amends the ordinances to expand or clarify the eligibility for various forms of paid leave. 
questions about this one or discussion? Alder uh, Rose Conway. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Could <coughs> we have, I assume it's somebody from HR, just give us the rundown. I did read the memo, but I wanted to make sure that what I read is what's happening. Uh, Brad is here. Couldn't hear exactly what you were asking. Thanks, Brad. I, I just an overview. I I did read your memo and look at the okay. language, but I wanted to make sure that my understanding was what your understanding was sure. basically. The majority of it's just a lot of clarifications to um, to bring the ordinances in line with what we've been doing for a number of years. The only real substantive change involved has to do with limited term employees and specifically non-represented limited limited term employees. Mm -hmm. We have about four or five of them at any particular time of the year. Basically, they do very similar work to our permanent employees, but for whatever reason, the position isn't funded for, you know, it isn't funded on a permanent basis. Mm -hmm. It's funded for some time less than four years, so generally they, the positions are specifically identified to cease prior to some, some mark and sometime in the future. Right now, the way that the ordinances are set up, there's a, I won't provide commentary <laughs> on it, but there's, a dis discrepancy between what the permanent employee gets and the LTE gets, you know, so they can sit right next to each other, same office doing the exact same work, but there's a discrepancy with regard to the benefits that they receive, specifically with regard to leave entitlements like vacation and floating holidays, jury pay, military service, time off, all those sorts of things. Five or six years ago, with our represented employees, we eliminated that disparity and we basically said you get the same, the same benefits. Um, the only difference is you don't get a recall right because your the LTE doesn't get a recall right because their position scheduled for elimination. This essentially does that same thing. So it just matches up the leave benefits for LTEs to the leave benefit for permanent employees. Uh, the description talks about hourlies and other folks. It doesn't do anything for hourlies and um, I forget what the other classification of employee that's in there, but doesn't do anything there it just that's just clarification language that we're matching our existing practices the only substantive change is that for the LTEs thank you okay any other questions of Brad if not thanks Brad thanks. and is there any discussion of item 11 if not all those in favor signify by saying aye Aye. those opposed no 11 is adopted that takes us to 13 Alder Brewer adoption item 13 13 authorizes the mayor and police chief to accept a grant award from the U.S. Department of Justice. Questions on this one or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. 13 is adopted. Alder Brewer, 14. Move adoption 14. 14 accepts <coughs> VHF radio radios funded in a grant from Dane County. Uh, questions on this one or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. 14 is adopted, Alder Brewer. Adoption item number 15. 15 accepts uh, $4,500 from Madison Gas and Electric for the purchase of the Guardian safety seat for an ambulance. Questions on this one for discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. Those opposed, no. 15 is adopted, Alder Brewer. Adoption of 16. 16 authorizes the Transit General Manager to file an application for urbanized area capital assistance. Questions on this one? Or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. 16 is adopted. Alder Brewer. Adoption item number 17. Authorizes the very same transit general manager to file an amendment to the application for urbanized area capital assistance. Questions on this one or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. 17 is adopted. Alder Brewer. Item number 18. 
This one authorizes the mayor and clerk to enter an agreement with Dane County to provide $19,000 in assistance to Metro Transit. Uh, questions on this one or discussion? If not, take, it right, take uh, every time the county's going to give us a dime, we'll take it. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. Those opposed, no. 18 is adopted. Alder Burr. Adoption 19. 19 authorizes the mayor and clerk to enter an agreement with the Capital Area Regional Planning Commission for the Madison Area Transportation Planning Board. Questions on this one or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. 19 is adopted. Alder Brewer. Adopting item number 20. 20 authorizes the mayor and clerk to enter into a contract with the University of Wisconsin's Applied Population Lab to maintain the Neighborhood Indicators Project data file. Questions on this one or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. 20 is adopted. Alder Brewer. Adoption item number 21. 21 creates a section of the ordinances to require owners of multifamily dwellings to provide contact information of at least two people who can exercise control and care over property. Questions about this one or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. 21 is adopted. It takes us to 22. Alder Brewer. Adoption item number 22. 22 authorizes an amendment to the contract between the City of Madison and Ken Psyche in the amount of $62,000 for additional architectural work for Lisa Link uh, Peace Park. Questions on this one? Alder Rhodes Conway. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I assume these are questions for Mr. Brisky. Uh, <coughs> Kevin, can you just, it, it wasn't clear to me from the attachments whether this is uh, payment for work that's been done or payment that for work that we're anticipating or both. Uh, it also wasn't clear to me why we now have additional expenses on this. Okay. Um, it's, it's really both. Um, first and foremost, on the first side of the um, costs incurred, um, there was a cone design in the original design. It went through a, a number of iterations and approvals through city council as well, and there was a change in that. So there was uh, a small portion, about $6,000, with regard to the design of that and the replacement mechanicals construction side as well. And then the additional meetings that needed to be attended um, pursuant to that change, that architectural change. Uh, the other portion, which is the remainder, is for uh, construction services. Uh, we did not have um, Ken Psyche's group, the architect of record, uh, in the original contract as our, con as our contractor to do the con contract construction administration. It wasn't in the first part of the construction <coughs> contract. So seeing that, knowing we need the need for that, we introduced, reintroduced it into the contract into this form. So I understand that the cost incurred the 6000 or so, I think you said, um, although I kind of object on principle to paying for the inclusion in the design of an ATM. Um, I'll put that aside, but I, it's a not insignificant amount of money, and it, are you just deciding, it, I mean, essentially it's a new contract for construction management, and you there's no consideration <coughs> of having anybody else do that. There's a, you particularly want this firm to do it. Well, he, he is the, you know, he is the A&E firm of record. Um, we normally have these contracts in place as part of the overall contract. Um, 
we did not in this case, uh, felt the need for it in reviewing our staffing levels and this type of detail in relating to a really specific, specifically designed architectural building. So having the architect of record be our construction manager is really important to us. And just so I'm 100% clear, usually this work is included in this kind of project contract and somehow this time it was not. Okay, thank you. Alder Sandwell? Yeah, I wasn't sure if I understood correctly. Was it was this just an inadvertent omission or was this a change in the way the project was going to be done? It was going to be done a different way and then we changed how we're, and I'm not talking about the 6,000, I'm talking about the bigger chunk. I understand. Okay. Uh, boy, I, you know, a little bit, there's a little water under the bridge on this one for me because, you know, the project originated, I think, under first, then we've got some alders have more time with that water under that bridge. Uh, I think it originated in 2002, maybe 2003. Um, and this process was really started even before I got here, even though that I'm almost two years into my tenure. Um, uh, but I, it, I, I don't know that there was an, a, um, a, it just wasn't included. Uh, it wasn't a change of, of thought process, it was just an omission. Um, we, under these contracts I mentioned earlier, do have the A&E uh, firm of record do the construction management. Uh, in this particular one, we did not. For a specific reason, I, it was an omission. It was a staff omission. Okay. Alder Revere. Just very briefly to respond to Alder Sanborn's question and Alder Rhodes-Conway. Uh, just concur from my experience. I've been working with this project uh, even before Superintendent Brisky came to our fair city and it totally was a staff omission. Nobody caught the fact that there was no construction administration um, that was talked about early on. We were more excited and gung-ho to get the design underway and this just was a topic that never came up in our, our internal meetings. Uh, and, but it became quite apparent given this very complex project that we need construction administration. And as Kevin says, this is normal, the normal route that, that we go. So I hope this isn't controversial with any of my colleagues this evening. Okay. Any <laughs> further questions or discussion? Alder Sandler. I think going back and amending uh, money for design work is something <coughs> that we seem to be seeing on a regular basis. In our last council agenda, there was a fairly large amendment to some street work out near my district. And I didn't say anything about it, but you know, it was called to my attention. And in fact, the, you can go back and find other instances of this. And you know, it kind of reminds me of you know a lot of our big capital projects that have come in way over our budget, not recently, but in in prior years. And maybe this is something we need to start looking at more closely because it seems to be happening on a, on a fairly regular basis. Okay. All right. Any further uh, discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. Uh, 22 is adopted. That takes us to 24. Second. 24 amends the 2010 Community Development Division operating budget to increase a grants administrator one position from three quarters time to full time. Questions on this one? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 
Uh, those opposed, no. 24 is adopted. Alder Brewer? No adoption of 25. 25 authorizes the CDBG office to submit an application to the state of Wisconsin for emergency shelter grants, transitional housing program grants, and homeless prevention program funds. Um, questions on this one or discussion? If not, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, no. 26 and 27 are both subordinations. Alder Brewer? No adoption. Uh, 26 and 27. 26 authorizes subordination of a previously approved loan to the YWCA. 27 authorizes subordination of a loan to housing initiatives. Questions on either of these or discussion? If not, all those in favor of 26 and 27 signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, no. 26 and 27 are adopted. Alder Brewer? Adoption 28. 28 authorizes the City of Madison uh, within its um, 2010 budget to affirm the continuation of the two-year purchase of service contracts as recommended by the OCS and CDBG committees and administered by community development, previously approved by the council. Questions on this one? Alder Rose Conway. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I don't know who this is a question for, but uh, if these are two-year contracts, why do we approve them every year? Uh, well, Mr. Clayton, you want to try that one? <coughs> if these are two-year contracts, why do we have to approve them every year? Because the, they're budgeted on an annual basis, but the contracts are for a two-year basis. So there's language in the contracts that say essentially if there's no money there, the contract doesn't move forward. So then maybe it's also a question for Mr. Brasser. Is that the way that we handle, handle other contracts with subcontractors? I mean, my impression is that if we, other contracts that we deal with, if they go over the term of a fiscal year, that is they're not confined to a, a single fiscal year, we don't have to come back and and reapprove them. You're correct. This process is somewhat unique when looking at our typical contracting process. That's what I thought. It seems odd and perhaps unnecessary to me. Thank you. Uh, I think we're, yeah, I, we agree. It's hard to be open to That's a refreshing perspective. <laughs> I'd be open to it. Um, perhaps next, next, well, I guess two years from now, maybe we wouldn't have to do it. Um, Thanks, any other questions for Mr. Queen? If not, that's your job to remember. <laughs> all right. Uh, all those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, no. 20 is adopted. Incredibly, at the hour of 4:55, Alder Brewer. That's a wrap. Move the uh, Anybody want to debate that? No. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All right. We're adjourned. Thank you.